Just keep in mind, when Republicans say the life of a child, they do mean the 10-year-old child who will die giving birth to another child. Okay. Uh, so since we're doing abortion, that was the one side of the coin. So this is make fun of cops' wives. God damn, that took about eight minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the editor. <laughs> the pig's wife. The pig's wife. Also, Treif. Um... This is from Nashville on WKRN.com, written by Stephanie Langston. The headline is... (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, The headline is, I thought I was dying. Woman hospitalized after picking up $1 bill in Nashville. What? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like... That was like short for like $1 billion or something. No, a $1 bill. Okay. This is a hilarious story. Just wait. It's not even all the single dollars? All the single dollars. Only one single dollar. Just one single dollar. Not all the single dollars. Okay. So Nashville, Tennessee, a pit stop in Bellevue, took a terrifying turn for a Kentucky family Sunday night. Renee Parsons. Renee fucking Parsons. Said she picked up a dollar bill off the ground at the McDonald's on Highway 70 and soon passed out. Quote, her husband, Justin, said she looked like she was dying. She was certainly unconscious and very pale. It only was it was only a matter of minutes after picking up the dollar bill that Renee Parsons felt as though she couldn't breathe and her body began to feel numb. I couldn't even breathe. It was almost like a burning sensation, if you will, that starts here at your shoulders and then just goes down because it's like it's numbing your entire body, Parsons explained. Justin Parsons said his wife's speech began to slur before she went unconscious while he drove to the closest hospital. She said, quote, I grabbed my husband's arm with the same hand I had the money in and said, Justin, please help me. It's getting worse. And this is her picture. They have a picture of her in a hospital bed. You should look at her. She looks fucking goofy as shit. Um, soon after, her husband felt the effects as well. My lips started to go numb and my arm broke out in a rash. So, so far, what we have is she touched a dollar bill, started slurring her speech, went unconscious, touched him with the same hand that touched the dollar, and he immediately got a rash and his mouth went numb. Are they lying? Yes. Yes. Why? Because he's a cop and that's his wife. His symptoms lasted for about an hour while Renee's lasted for four before she was released on an accidental overdose. Oh, fuck. The family says the toxicology report doesn't test for synthetic drugs, but they feel confident it was fentanyl. She wasn't high. She faked the whole thing. You cannot overdose on fentanyl from touching a dollar bill. Wait, so they're... So are they pretending they came in contact with fentanyl? Yes. Why? (laughs) Because it feeds the narrative that what cops do are dangerous and you never know and we need cops to protect us. I'm trying to figure out how this comes together in someone's head. Like, okay, okay, we're we're sitting around watching television. We're having a day off. Mm -hmm. I would like to do this now. Mm -hmm. How? Because, okay, so it was just a dollar bill on the ground. Anyone would grab a dollar bill on the ground, right? If you're not really worried about a pandemic or washing your hands. or So anyone would grab a dollar bill on the ground, right? Uh, let's run with this, okay? Okay. 
And so the thing is, this is a public safety issue because if you touch it and it had fentanyl on it, you could die. She was lucky her big manly cop husband was there to save her. Because it's dangerous out there. And we need, this is why we need cops to protect us. And this is why we should increase police budgets. I'm ruining the segment. What the hell? Yeah, no, they're dead ass doing this. This is a thing. Like, if um, folks who have been watching, uh, if you watch any sort of, um, like, cop crisis is one. I think there's one called Cop Watch. Um, basically, like, orgs or outlets that basically um, monitor police for, like, when police lie to the media. A big lie they've been doing lately is saying that they're touching something that has fentanyl on it and they're overdosing on fentanyl, right? So this is to keep the war on drugs going because you have to keep in mind a bunch of shit has been legalized uh, with legal legal weed in a bunch of states. So they're losing money there. They're losing money on those task forces. Uh, overall, people are pissed with police, Right. A lot of people are saying ACAB who would not have said ACAB 10 years ago. And so police are trying to spin a propaganda war by saying that they are at risk of fentanyl exposure. Yes. So the family says the toxicology report didn't test for synthetic drugs, but they feel confident it was fentanyl. So a bunch of niggas who have no idea just know it was fentanyl. And Renee says, I just want people to know because it could have been a child who touched a dollar bill that didn't kill anybody. A day later, she is counting her blessings with plans to get Narcan training as soon as possible. The family says, now keep in mind, her husband is a cop, and this allegedly happened to her, but the police wouldn't put out a statement. But according to her family, uh, the police officer told them the dollar bill had been used to cut drugs. Okay, I've covered this before. When you described it, it sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one I covered, it's showing it as 11 months ago. The video released last week was... Yeah, the video released... Well, it wasn't exactly last week anymore. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, it says... Uh, A week after the San Diego Sheriff's Department released an edited video of a deputy supposedly overdosing on fentanyl, they released an unedited body cam video. That's right, and I showed the body cam video in my coverage. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, this is like an update and shit. Yeah, this has been happening across the country. Um... So she says, or her family says it was fentanyl. The family is saying the cops told them it was fentanyl. But on Monday afternoon, a spokesperson for the Metro Metro Nashville Police said they didn't see any grains present on their dollar bill and took it to the property room to be destroyed. So what I find interesting about that is if this was indeed a fentanyl overdose, police destroyed the evidence. Why would they do that? So either it was their own private stash of fentanyl, which it actually wasn't because this doesn't look like a fentanyl overdose. Um, But more importantly, cops didn't even feel a need to investigate the alleged fentanyl covered money. And mind you, they're saying it was covered in so much fentanyl. Not only did it cause her to pass out, it caused her husband's mouth to go numb because she touched his arm. Right. Uh, In June, Perry County Sheriff Nick Weems put out a warning to the community on social media uh, about the money with the fentanyl found at multiple gas stations. While speaking with News 2, the sheriff asked the community to get the community to educate their children, saying, if you see money on the ground, leave it. However, at Vanderbilt, uh, Dr. David Edwards said, if you're a child and you pick up a dollar that's full of powder and you put your fingers in a mouth, I would say that's a big risk. However, however... At Vanderbilt, Dr. David Edwards said simply touching a drug does not cause an overdose. 
Ingesting something is a different story than touching something. Your skin is a good barrier and will likely protect you and you won't just randomly overdose from any medicine you are touching for a short period of time. On Tuesday, medical professionals spoke, spoke out about the reports of the drug-laced money. The risks of exposure through its skin are incredibly, incredibly small, said Dr. Caleb Alexander, a professor in a PD... Uh, whew, I can't even say the word, goddammit. <laughs> uh, a PD... Uh, why can't I say that one? My bad. And I'm looking, I'm looking yeah. up, like, related stories. Like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a professor at John Hopkins, <clears throat> and he said the risk is quite low, but theoretically someone could touch it with their skin, and then if they touch their eyes or mouth or nose, theoretically they could have exposure that way. So mind you, the last two quotes are from actual professionals saying that this isn't a thing, but the whole article is written if what she said was true. But keep in mind, as she's speaking, the police didn't test the money. The police released a statement saying they had no evidence it was a fentanyl overdose. But the family, and her husband is a cop, is fucking, um, you know, determined to go with this story. <laughs> and this shit is wild to me because um, the way that uh, they're talking about it is just, um, you know, this whole idea that, um, ah, no, 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 no. Um, this whole idea that anyone can just uh, overdose on fentanyl from touching something is just wild. Just fucking wild. Oh, what did you find? Oh, uh, really just uh, stuff that kind of correlates to what you're talking about. But then also um, they're running this thing with the, the Perry County Sheriff Nick Weems, I think, is fucking lying mm-hmm. and posted on social media on the Facebook here um, on June 8th yeah June 8th uh, saying that there's dollar bills on the ground with drugs folded into them yes what date is this story Mm, it's uh, July 13th and this is June 8th a month and change earlier okay yeah they really are working a coordinated propaganda campaign yeah they are Yeah, this one, I'll just read it here. June 8th, Perry County Sheriff's Office, Tennessee. This is a Facebook post on the... And for their Facebook page, they appropriated the Punisher mask thing. Or no, they took the Blue Lives Matter and it looks like they put it over a Spartan mask. Maybe it's the Spartan. I don't know white people allegory and shit that well. Uh, Continuing. Um... PSA, June 8th. We have had two separate incidents uh, recently that I feel is a great concern to public safety. On both occasions, a folded dollar bill was found in the floor at a local gas station. When it was found and picked up, the person uh, discovered a white powdery substance inside. The substance was later tested and was positive for methamphetamine and fentanyl. The two things you mix together regularly. This is very dangerous, folks, exclamation. Uh, Please share and educate your children to not pick up the money. I personally plan to push for legislation for a bill that would intensify the punishment if someone is caught using money. You want to see if uh, Tennessee has any new private prisons up? Uh, (laughs) I personally plan to push for legislation for a bill that would intensify the punishment if someone is caught using money as a carrying pouch for such poison. 
It enrages me as a father and a sheriff that people can act so carelessly and have no regard for others' well-being, especially a child. I hope we find the ones responsible. I yeah, and honestly, like, the wild thing about that to me, though, is, like, you're saying, like, they're so irresponsible for leaving it. But, like, and I'm, I'm honestly not even trying to be funny. But, like, have you seen what addicts will do to get a fix? And they're just leaving their shit laying around town? Yeah. Make that make sense. They're always losing their meth and fentanyl. In it's the so same funny deal. because I went to see what new uh, laws were coming up in Tennessee, and the first fucking one I see is oh no, come on, load, load, load. Um, let's see, uh, Joker's Law. Uh, so that is for uh, a canine who got shot. Which in, oh God, all right, you know what, let's just fucking do it. All right, so named for Joker, a canine with the Bradley County Sheriff's Office who was injured during a gunshot, the law strengthens penalties for injuring or, uh, for injuring or killing any police, fire, search, or rescue dog. So that's on the books, it's now a felony. Why'd uh, they name the dog Joker though? You know why. Right, because you think about how like, um, this is when you get more into like the, um, the academic feminist theorists. Mm-hmm. And like how white dudes respond to movies, yeah, like Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Or, uh, or to my, I, I didn't know that they were re- misresponding to this one when I was a child. There was a Michael Douglas movie called Falling Down, yeah, and apparently white dudes misunderstood that, which I don't even know. I've never asked a white dude to explain that movie to me. I have no idea how the academics are figuring this out. Well, I think it's probably the same thing that we're seeing now with like what are those shows like The Boys and shit. Where people, like, are getting, like, right-wingers are really upset when they're finding out that these people are the villains. <laughs> Wait, is, is that show satire? Yeah, it's a satire Do show. Do they not know it's satire? No, they think it's just, a, like, a comic book show or something, or, like, a superhero show. Get the show. fuck out. I need yeah. to see example. But I, you know me. Yeah. I don't want to see Jim Bob Twitter account. Yeah. I want to see somebody with a platform that um, actually believes that. Um, I don't know about someone with a platform, but I have seen Reddit threads of people being like, wait, what are they doing? Like, so it's nobody know. that's not pedestrian. Honestly, I don't know because I haven't cared enough to find out. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so then they also passed Nicholas's Law, which is something about boating. No abortion advocacy in schools. <laughs> which t- um, prohibits a local education agency from seeking assistance in teaching family life from knowingly entering into an agreement with a person who performs abortions. Good. No public camping. Uh, Joe Clyde Daniels Act. Uh, Before making a parole determination for a convicted felon, the law requires the board to consider if the felon obstructed or continues to obstruct law enforcement from recovering the remains of a victim. All right. Uh, under this new law, all employees will go uh, training to help detect human trafficking in schools. That's fucking great. Uh, Hannah Imer's Roadside Safety Act. So changing teacher evaluations, alleviating school shortages, addiction, addition to opioid prescriptions. Oh, I'm sorry. You told me to look up what new laws in Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was looking like if they have private prisons coming up, like I think yeah. we're looking at uh, Arizona. They, yeah, uh, so, they've got some private prison business. So in Tennessee, the same place where this fake fentanyl overdose shit is happening, 
uh, the SB 2465, 2,400 uh, Tennesseans died of a drug overdose related to fentanyl in 2020. That's more than double the number in 2019. According to the Tennessee Department of Health and Human Services, legislatures passed a law that required health care providers to provide a prescription for naloxone when prescribing opioids to a patient. Okay, so they are having an opioid crisis, it seems, in Tennessee. Mm, right. So maybe that's why they're doing this. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it looks like a coordinated propaganda effort, but I don't want to just up and declare it. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. But what's extra interesting about it to me is um, the way that this article or this story is being um, framed in uh, like in the mainstream media. Because when it came out, everyone was reporting it as true because she's a cop's wife. She wouldn't lie. There's a picture of her in the ER on a stretcher. Right. And then the experts came out and be like, this is not how you overdose on fentanyl. And the story got less and less. But when the story first came out, and if I can find it, I will share a link. But the links have been updated to remove this. It started off with her talking about how her husband was driving her to the hospital. He was jumping curbs and speeding and running red lights and shit because she was passed out. And he was so worried about her. And my first thought was, why didn't you just call 911 and get an ambulance? He is 911. <laughs> All right. He is 911. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what if he's a 40%er? What if he is? Ambulances might be triggering. Might be. I don't know. Yeah, so that is what is going on there. The story's fucking hilarious. I, I ruined, I ruined yeah. your comedy. No, you're fine. I, 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 I was like, what the fuck? It just sounded so. Maybe I should have pre read the story too, because I also didn't know where this was going. Oh, yeah. But like, and it looks really funny if you look at it. Like, she's in a hospital bed, she's got all her stuff on, but she's like, she looks fine. Like, she doesn't look pale. She doesn't, um, like, there's no bruising. She doesn't look like she's having any trouble breathing. She doesn't have an oxygen mask on. Her hair is fine. Her hair she is not She actually also looks like a fucking 15-year-old. Like, how the fuck old is she? I don't know, but they have two kids. Oh, she's trapped. Yeah. Guess well, yep, you're going to be putting on this act for another 25 years. Yep. So that's what's going on. So watch these fentanyl stories as we're coming to an era where we're finally acknowledging you can't just, uh trust cops right and then even like the story is so fucking tacky like her husband justin he says that uh after she touched it she could barely breathe or talk she didn't say anything and then she just looked at me and said justin i'm sorry i love you and quit talking nigga what the f- what in the fucking hallmark movie <sighs> <laughs> justin i love you i'm sorry These fucking people are weird Mm-hmm. yes yes they are I'm ruining it. And you know what's really bugging me is that I'm going to have to get up and do like a 16, 17 hour shift tomorrow. So I don't really get to focus on this. No, no, you don't. Right. And then come Wednesday, that's um 10 hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing a bit of overtime, but I'm trying to give the kids more hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Phoenix Leader probably doesn't want me doing all that overtime. She's like, no. I do You not. can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, you wanted to load up another one. Last one, and then I gotta go. So we're gonna do it fast. Oh, fuck, it's 7.15. Yep. Holy shit. Oh, fuck, we got over two hours. Okay, I got a, I got a fun morning ahead of me. Mm-hmm. All right, so, do you know Kenneth Copeland? No. He's one of those, uh, one of those preachers. Kenneth Copeland. He's 85. He's been doing it for a minute. Maybe the name has come up, 
but I might be conflating it also because I've heard that name. I've heard other people with that last name and that's what's throwing me off. Mm, okay. So in case y'all are still trying to fucking argue with Christians for some inexplicable fucking reason because you somehow think they're not fascists out here trying to fucking kill us all. Uh, Kenneth Copeland is a Christo-fascist and he uh, released something <clears throat> called the Watchman Decree. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Copeland is an 85-year-old mega-preacher with hundreds of millions of dollars, private Jackson luxury cars, and is behind Watchmen, a group of people who have declared war against the United States by stating, we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. Let me repeat that. We have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. So, here are some declarations from the Watchmen Decree. I agree to be a watchman over our nation concerning its people and the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, whereas we, the church, are God's governing body on earth, whereas we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority, whereas we are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Whereas we, through the power of God, are the world influencers. Whereas we, because of our covenant with God, are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. Yeah, white Christianity is inherently dominionism. I don't ask anyone if they're a dominionist. Mm -hmm. They're all Calvinists. They're all evangelicals. That's just, I know somebody's like, no, but this one is a stop being nuanced. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, and that really is the thing, like, you know, and I know everyone's so tired of these conversations about, like, privilege and shit like that, but that really is how privilege works, that you get to have the benefits of being safe by being a Christian in this country, but you are still allowed to disassociate yourself from the assholes. Nah, because y'all still share pews with them. Get the fuck up out my face. Um, We declare we will stand against wokeness, the occult, and every evil attempt against our nation. Wokeness? Ah. We they take, said it before Ben Shapiro. We take back and permanently control positions of influence. Including... And permanently control... Permanent. Permanently control positions of influence, including media, business finance, family, education, politics, art, and religion. They don't actually want art. Oh, they want those... They want, like, that, uh, that horrible-ass Jesus movie they have. The one where that nigga kept getting fucked up playing Jesus? I don't I don't watch him. Oh yeah, it's the um the Jim Caviezel, The Passion of the Christ, the one that Mel Gibson did. I've heard the name. It's so fucking gross. I've heard people critique it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, I do not watch them joints. Yeah, but it really is uh but then all no, they think they think that is art. They think watching people suffer is art. Or they'll, like, redo, um, like, Old Testament stories that are Jewish and make them Christian so they're not Jewish anymore. That's a big one. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah, or those, uh, what are those goofy-ass, uh, God is not dead movies? That's what they consider art. Okay, now, though, wait, no, that's gotta be comedy to them. Because those movies... No, they think it's serious. They think it's real. But I mean, like, the punchlines... Because have you seen those films? No. Yeah, they. I'm telling you, they're comedy for Christians. Because it's all about um, owning the libs is what yes. those are about. Like with your hot lines, though. It is that. But also, I've noticed in the plot lines that all of the quote unquote libs like suffer really bad fates. Hmm. Like someone gets cancer and shit for not being a Christian. Okay. That's the part they laugh at because they think oh. that's hilarious. It's like, God gotcha, didn't he? 
Okay. Should have gone to church. But yeah, so um, <clears throat> permanently control uh, media, business, family, education, politics, art, and religion. But keep fucking arguing with these people if you fucking want to. And they also pointed out that this isn't just a backwoods church meeting. This is a national conference convened by the Family Research Council, who regularly meet with Republicans in government. And this man is worth $750 million and doesn't pay property tax on a $7 million home because it's a clergy residence. But, you know, mm. if you think you can somehow win a debate in the marketplace of ideas where someone literally says, I have God's right to be a spokesperson over you and exercise my authority over you, go ahead and fucking try. Don't want to break up the states yet? You don't want to break up the states, do you? Break up the states? They won't even stop going to their fucking racist-ass grandma and grandpa's house for Thanksgiving. Fucking break up the states. They won't even cancel Ooh. on family holiday plans. But he's not, but not all Christians, but they're not all like that. But no, it's just him, but he doesn't really mean it. Like, yeah, he says really bad things, but he would never, like, hurt anyone. No, nah, but would yeah, he attend a lynching? Yeah, they're, they're, lynching? They're, they're not all bad Christians, but you're all good Germans. Mm. Mm-hmm. 